Welcome to Collector's Corner, the premier digital art platform. We help collectors gain and maintain their edge, all while appreciating beautiful art. Let's jump in. Hello. Welcome to Cornering the Market, number 48, not number 47 that you're seeing on the screen. I actually have my uh, PowerPoint here for this. Today is September 8th trying out a new thing to see if you guys like some of the sections broken up in our weekly generative art review. And let's go ahead, kick off the intro. We're Collector's Corner. This is our Twitter shown here. My name is P. You may know me online as Astem, and I am joined by my great friend and co-host, Jared, who is also on Twitter. Here's his name, Jared underscore pause. And he is the founder of the 8NAP Digital Asset Fund. So if you are looking for exposure to generative art as an investment, reach out to Jared. He's also the founder of the 8NAP Digital Art Platform, which we'll be releasing soon. How are you doing today, Jared? Sorry for the long intro. I'm living the dream as always. I apologize in advance. Uh, I am in a airport on the West Coast, so... Any background noise, please forgive me for this one. I don't have that beautiful sure microphone, but overall, dude, I'm doing really excellent. Uh, I'm here for for eight nap business. Excited about what's coming. Locking down some more artists for the platform, uh, and just you know, really taking September to to grind out a lot of the, the different strategies. So super super bullish on what's happening, and can't wait to share it with more people. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we can't wait to see it as well. Thanks for joining us, Jared. I know you're traveling, but we love your insights and uh, I love hearing what you have to say. So wanted to make it work uh, really quickly. Here's our Twitter at collectors underscore XYZ. I mentioned Astem, and we also have a newsletter collectorscorner.substack.com. This is a free newsletter. In the prior weeks, I was talking about the $20 a month to help support us, but we're scrapping it. The premium service is going fantastic. I'll tell you about that in a second. So I can subsidize this now. Um, and, and thanks to the premium members for letting folks know. I've been working really hard on that. But subscribe to our newsletter. We put stories in there that we can't fit here in the show. And it's five minutes to your inbox to stay up on the generative art market. And the premium service is a, a, a private paid subscription we have a private discord we have excellent conversations in there which actually you know jared i'm i'm really proud of the community honestly it's it's amazing to see it evolving and growing uh, but i also make specific content focused on serious collectors trying to get in early on the best works and folks who are thinking about these as investments if you're in either of those categories this is a service for you and uh, please reach out to me ask them or send us an email if you are interested Okay. Or send us a DM on the main collector's corner. That's fine too. All right. So that's the intro out of the way. Let's hop into the market uh, sentiment. What uh, What's the vibe, Jared? What are you hearing out there? I think overall, uh, it, it's similar to, to last week. I think you and I had a really good conversation about uh, what is yesterday off camera, just two buddies catching up, but it was it was indicative of like where we're going, and it feels very positive. Oh, Jared, might have cut off there a little bit. Um, I think you were saying that it 
feels really positive. And I actually, I really echo that sentiment. I mean, I've personally found that it's the way that I wrote it in the newsletter, oddly optimistic compared to last week. But I don't know. It, it just feels like to me that there's been, at least in my mind, a real focus on great art. And there's a lot of really, really nice art coming out. We're going to talk about this, but Def Beef's releasing, which is really cool. Um, William Upon's LACMA work, which is coming out. I don't know, just a lot of solid stuff coming out. Um, which uh, which really gives me a lot of optimism, to, even though prices are pretty stagnant. I would say. Anyways, uh, like, are you, what do you think? What's what's your take? Yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think that we're seeing good volume come back. the The prices are flattening and becoming reasonable. I think you're seeing people rotate uh, out of collections and into other ones. And I think overall, it's just a, it's such a I don't know. Like, is there more downward potential? Sure. But I, I feel like there's an asymmetric upside at this point. And it's, I feel like we've been putting in that, uh, this position for, for a long time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, thanks for the take as always. Let's go ahead, do the uh, ETH art review. What are you seeing over there on the uh, Ethereum side? So, you know, Fidenza sales were bad. Seed phrase rotated, uh, you know, out of one of his Fidenzas they bought a little while ago. So there's a couple big, um, you know, Fidenza sales. One ringer sold twice. It was a beautiful five by five grid, but, you know, sold for 32 and then sold. Five. I don't know if that was just a quick flip for somebody. Um, but, you know, what's really encouraging is like the winds of Yalana is on a tear. There's 66 sales in the last seven days. Crazy floor increase. But also, you know, in the, in the vein of art, there are 34 uh, uh, of those Luchi Monument game sales. But going back to Gen Art, it was really good to see, you know, Gazers had an incredible week. I felt like a lot of the fourth amount, maybe about 28%. And then, again, talking about that good sentiment, Rudya, or Rudy Adler, is, is, is also known. It was just on a continuing to gobble up you know, themes and variations by Veramon or Martin Grasser, like just, you know, people are deploying capital and rotating and taking their next position. It feels good. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to add to this, uh, just a note on the winds of Yawanawa, which I'm showing here on the screen. There's, uh, if you hop into their discord, there's a lot of people in there who were not really art collectors before. And probably some percentage of them are here for trying to flip they see a collection go from one ether 1.3 ether mint to nine and a half but some of them maybe 20 percent, hopefully more will get converted into really enjoying web3 art and i'm you know it's really great to see that happening it feels like art is still a bright spot in this market i mean if the show were about pfps i think it would be uh, pretty down bad at the moment so i am Really glad to see that. And I think perhaps that that uh, leaks into the overall sentiment that I was talking about earlier. But let's uh, hop over to the Tezos side and see what's happening over there, especially on FX Hash. Over the past seven days, we continue. I, I feel like I'm saying the same thing every week, but it's not a bad thing. We continue to see solid sales from things like Dragons, Garden Monoliths, the top, top blue chips on the FX hash side. And then there's a good mix of 
old collections that are coveted and really well liked, like Asekia. Saw you have some great pickups there, Jared, and Horizontes. And then there's also some, I feel like there's a good distribution. You know, we've got some new projects. I don't know how to pronounce this. Ruckhole Plung by Pixel Shard. That was with, in collaboration with Tender. That's done really well. Some nice, like, medium uh, uh, popularity ones, I would say, like Smooth Steps, which I'm a big fan of, but, you know, I don't think it's as widely uh, appreciated. And, and then some older stuff. So I don't know. It's it, It's been good. Volume was about the same as it's been, in my opinion. Uh, but I'll I'll pause there, Jared. Any uh, any cool uh, sales or anything notable on the FX hash side that you saw? Other than my Fasekia pickup, which made a really incredible diptych on the the dry front, the dry trade. But the the the, the strength in GMs, you know, one was sold into an offer, and the other was sold off the floor. But I think overall, you know, you're starting to see the you know a base come in and the, and the floor thin out. I I'm really, really invigorated uh, by Zankin and his work in general. For his program, I own a lot of it. But, you know, that being said, uh, it was cool to see the, the volume come back into Garden Monolith specifically. I think it's a good uh, indicator that the that Zankin's work is continually chopping the charts and that uh, Garden Monolith specifically, I think it was like three sales over the last seven days. So. Again, lower than, than average, but you know, the those floor pieces are starting to get bought up and, and we can see that uptick on screen. Yeah, yeah. I mean this is maybe looking like an early inverted head and shoulders, right, Jared, if if I may. That in a potentially a double bottom, so it would be really good. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. Well, let's hope. Uh but things how are things looking at in squiggle land? So uh Squiggle land is, is looking very, very like a lot of green grass today. Um, so at least on public markets, you're looking at 292 ETH of volume over the last seven days versus 272. You're looking at a floor of 10.1 versus 10.3 last week. So it went down a little bit, but after that one sale, it jumps right back up. And then 26 sales versus 24. So trending up. I think the one thing I wanted to touch on is, you know, uh, I will call them the, the head squiggle sleeve nifty 50 of the squiggle doll did a, a tweet about this, but you know, the funds curated just did a, a 10 squiggle OTC deal uh, that's not captured in that volume. So I got to imagine there's another 100 to 200 volume uh, in that that's not showing up. And to me, you know, it, it's from a top 10 folder as far as that quantity of pieces and that rotation from, you know, one diamond hand to another is just to me, Another validation point that the the squiggle is held in high regards. It's going to be you know held and bolted for a long time, and it's exchanging hands to to, to true art appreciators. Um, you know other highlights. Uh, there's a color spread eight that went for a thirteen point five reef, and then seed phrase. You know we talked about his um, cadenza sale earlier. You know paid up. You know did a market buy on a beautiful bold. For 29.5, it looked like it, you know, had some resonance with him because it had like kind of that W, very symmetrically looking, beautiful colors uh, as far as that blue hues. And then just, you know, a lot of, I'm really encouraged because there's a lot of market buys. And then, and it's spread, the market buys are spread across, you know, all types. So it's not just normal, as you saw the bold, there's fuzzies, slinkies, ribbed. I mean, it just, overall, great distribution as far as I'm concerned. And then, you know, the last point is, 
you know, there's little mini suits. So I forget who it was, but somebody came in and just got four off the ground or off the field. Uh, ground, just. But yeah, it's a, you know, it's a very encouraging week. And I, I think, you know, I'm very open. You know, my baseline for an average week is 250. And this feels like a exceptional route, you know, and um, I think the momentum there, the attention's there, kind of like what we predicted is with the mints coming to finality here pretty soon with only two left, like I think people are, are taking it seriously now that rarities are more or less locked in. Yeah, completely. And uh, I will say this, I, I just want to point this out, curated, grab this, congrats them. This one is so cool to me. I don't know why. I just feel like there are very few. I don't know if this is pure black. It's probably close, but not purely um, harmonic, but really nice ribbed. Really nice. Uh, well, Todd spoke about this one in a tweet. And it, it was they, they were drawn to it because of the, the true flashlight. And you know, he, he talked about how the flashlight meaning like that open-ended terminal and how it kind of really looks like a flashlight. You know, Snowfro, it's his favorite squiggle is a rib that has like that open terminal. So, you know, I think that when he did the Todd and Gear did the analytics, they talked about like it being a rare, you know, visual trait, but not in the metadata. So, you know, kudos to them for seeking a bunch of stuff out that's uh that are that are cool and can hopefully onboard more people and and feel that connection to the squiggle. Absolutely. And Jerry, did you see this uh day zero go for below the floor that's a i that's a did nice grab i did it was it's a hell of a buy quite honestly yeah yeah i wish i'd seen that one um cool well awesome update i agree with you on all fronts of squiggles i think squiggles are just uh, they're unstoppable it seems like the popularity is not slowing down so uh, it's maybe in recent months and perhaps a harbinger of things to come that have been the strongest uh, generative art collection i think that's fairly fair to say i'm so sure some people disagree especially the fidenza lovers but it, it's really held up quite well especially given how many uh, units there are friendship bracelets just quickly touching on these here so friendship bracelets had a relative down week really here um this is the 24 hour and uh, captured these numbers earlier, but 74 sales this week, resulting in uh, about 11 Ether in volume compared to 150 sales last week, uh, resulting in 19 Ether in volume. Floor price dipped a bit from 0.11 to now 0.09. And uh, listings jumped a little bit, 1394 versus 1366. So listings are still quite low. Uh, really, I, I actually do think that the friendship bracelets were probably indicative of the broader generative art market down a bit. Squiggles were somewhat of, a, of an exception. So uh, nothing too interesting in the report there, nothing too much to read into either. Um, oh, and I missed my my thing for here. I'm, just, I'm too used to not doing it. Uh, but let's, let's hop over to release recaps, Jared. I'll, I'll tee this one up real quick. Uh, so the only release that we want to talk about is Torrent by Jerry's. This was 300-piece collection. It was, um, actually, let me just hop over the article so we can get a few more stats on it. But, excuse me, Artblocks curated released yesterday, <coughs> excuse me, Wednesday the 6th, was uh, minted out at 1.2 Ether, rebate Dutch auction, which was higher than a lot of folks were thinking, did end up getting botted. 31% listed at the moment, but a really strong floor price of 0.1, best offer pretty high. Most likely this will come down given the percent listed, but 
You know, I think that this is really interesting. I mean, so Jerry's brings a following from the FX hash side. If you're not familiar with them, they actually have quite a few collections over there and they use in some of those collections use this style really distinctively. We'll talk about one that we like uh, called Coronado. Uh, but this one, uh, in addition to the colors, has anim animations that uh, have motion that are a little bit different to my eye. And they do feel like natural motions. It reminds me of raindrops on a pond. I've heard clouds before, but uh, kind of interesting and captivating in a little bit of different way uh, compared to some of the other art with motion I've seen. Uh, so, you know, I'm... I, I'm I guess I'm not surprised that it got botted because people were talking about it. It was an art box curated. There's a target on art box curated and it looks quite nice. Uh, I am a little more surprised how, how well the floor has held up. Either the botters are more patient at this moment, or there is a pretty solid demand for it. And they're getting bought up around this price. Uh, either way, I think it's great for the market. And it continues to show that if, if you have great art and you can drive attention to it uh, or a great narrative and you can drive attention to it, then uh, you can still do well, even in these times. Again, a reason to be uh, positive. Uh, that was a little bit long. What is your take on this one, Jared? We'd love to hear your thoughts. I think you cover most of it. I think it's indicative of the, the thirst for a market to have great art. And I'm really you know, happy for the artists that they were able to mint out at 1.2. It's just a, it's a testament to great art and, and, and the market right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if, if you haven't seen Jerry's stuff on FX hash, check him out. Uh, you might find something you like, uh, but we are going on to some gen art news. So this isn't gen art news exactly per se. I would call this web three art news. So this is interesting. Uh, Jared, I don't know if we've even talked about this, but super rare launched a curation protocol, which allows anyone to benefit from the growth of high end art. So what exactly does that mean? It's a little convoluted. I won't go into too many details, but essentially the way it works, if you go to rare.xyz, they have something called a rare protocol. And what they are trying to do is they're trying to get people to buy their token, which is the rare token. But the way that you benefit from it is that you can essentially stake that token with within an artist's pool or a curator's pool. Apparently, it doesn't have to be an artist. And I'm still trying to figure all this out. But if you are staking on that artist and then that artist sells some work on Super Rare, you get some percentage of the fees that Super Rare would be taking. So in, in that way, it's a revenue share. And if you have been staking that artist for longer and before other people, you get a higher percentage of that share. So it incentivizes you to try to go out and, and find new artists. Uh, this just launched, I think, on the 23rd of August. So it, it, it hasn't been going on for that long, but it's it's an interesting concept. I don't know exactly how the dynamics will work here, the tokenomics, et cetera, but this idea of trying to incentivize people to go and seek out new artists rather than stay with the old popular ones is, is interesting. Um, I can also think of some scenarios where it could go wrong, but yeah, I'm curious to hear your your thoughts on this, Jared. I don't know if you had a chance to see this yet, um, but either way, like, what what do you think about this? I personally love it. I think it goes to the gamification of the space. It's super rare getting a little bit innovative, trying to be pushing some boundaries and allow you to, I mean, it, it kind of looks like friend tech, but on a like more sophisticated level. And I think that, you know, everybody's always looking for options or, you know, different ways to 
to to be involved with art. And I think that this is a really creative way of doing it. And I applaud the team for this gesture and at the very least experimenting in the space. You know, that there's I think that you start to see like portfolios and, and different investment strategies associated with this. I mean, there's the obvious, you know, put something on X copy and you know that's your your stable revenue. And then, you know, for those who are progressive and love to find new artists, you know, that that duration and the timeliness uh, of staking against an, uh, an artist it is really it could really incentivize people to to find new artists. I, I just I think this is really, really innovative. Um, and I look forward to playing around with it a little bit. I, I think this is a great one. Yeah, absolutely. And, and what I want to dig into, you know, something that I haven't talked about too much uh, on on the record, but you and I talk about a lot is what is the role of the curator here, right? Like, could we as Collector's Corner create our own list and you essentially like stake in our pool, which is a basket of artists that we think are great, some of whom are existing artists, some of whom are not. Uh, and I think that that incentive to be a really good curator is not quite out there yet in our space and both the incentive and the ability to do so. But I, I do think it's something that's missing and super rare is saying the same thing. Now, does everybody want to buy the rare token and stake it and how they actually monetize it? Does that make sense? I don't know. You know, we'll see it. No idea, but I agree with you. It's awesome that they're trying it. And I'm really excited to see where it goes. That's a great point about the curatorial uh, staking. And it's a point I forgot to hit on. Like that, that's a really, really, uh, amazing point is it, it it becomes very inclusive you don't just have to be an artist you don't have to be an investor you you could potentially get some income albeit passive or at least get rewarded for that uh that incredible curation aspect of it so uh, that, that's a really cool dynamic uh that really pinged me is it, it it's this dynamic is very inclusive and it really covers all bases for for the industry at my at this time in my opinion yeah absolutely Absolutely. Awesome. Well, let's uh, let us move on to get to some great art, great prices, which is really my favorite. Honestly, I uh, I don't know. I, I, I've really been lately, Jared, just just looking at art and like, I don't want to see who the artist is and I don't want to see how much it costs. I just want to go and find some nice art. Um, maybe I'm in a right click save mode at the moment. Anyways, uh, the first one I wanted to talk about, we mentioned Jerry's and his new release on Artbox Curated. This is Coronado, my favorite of his pieces. And full disclosure, I own a couple of these, uh, but this is on FX Hash. Interestingly, well, you'll probably recognize the colors here. It's uh, sitting at a 440 Tez floor, so still affordable. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know if this is at risk of running away, by the way. I'm not trying to imply that it won't be affordable later, uh, but it does hit our threshold but what you'll see about this is these colors kind of like pastel and soft that are similar to torrent and the other thing um oh hmm. uh, that's right there's no there's no color palette sorry there's no palette trait they're all just sort of unique and you got to sift through and find one that you like so this is the the one i wanted to highlight here I'll throw over to you jared so the fire within is uh, a called structure I own these by E. Women. He's an OG NFT artist. Had an art block present shop that was uh, super super amazing. But I bring up the fire within because this is something that I thought was really uh, a beautiful project. It's my favorite out of his Tezos work. It's you know currently sitting at a let me pull up the market data. One hundred fifty. 
150 ties forward and you know there's really not too many sales before it jumps an incredible amount there were two sales recently this week which is why it kind of poked up to to my radar that were absolutely stunning and i think that this is a really really beautiful piece and once you zoom into the pieces you can see how much it is you know the description talks about this being a, a color of ink in a traditional uh, chinese uh tradition but all of code I just think that like the textures here are, are to me reminiscent of you know some of the clones where I just think it's a it's a brilliant execution and for you know even if you jumped before and you're spending two three hundred tes, I mean with today's test prices that's only a couple hundred bucks for for some exceptional art. So again, if you're here for the art and you want something that's beautiful and that represent well in a digital display, I think this is a really really uh, you know powerful project. Yeah, great one, Jared. Great one. I I also own a couple. So I'm biased, but it's a really nice project in my opinion. Oh, this is a cool one. Uh, very subtle. Uh, awesome. Let's hop over to uh, some exciting new releases that we have coming up here. So first one, actually, I'm going to reverse this, Jared, because we have a Twitter Spaces coming up in an hour. So we'll be posted on our podcast talking to William Upon with Cactoids, uh, Cactoid Labs and Lady Cactoid about Distance, the next LACMA release coming out September 12th, 250 pieces. We'll be in a loud list, two Ether each. You will probably need to be on the loud list to get there. Some really cool art. Uh, you know, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this because we actually haven't talked about it too much. William continues to work on what he calls code painting and is not too different from what you just mentioned in the fire within, but you get a lot of texture and a, a look and feel of an actual painting, uh, IRL painting, but created with code. And, you know, he's, he's really been, he's been working on this for a while, over a year. The first collection that we saw this on was 1935. Now it's going to be a part of, you know, a really big museums collection, uh, at least I don't know, permanent collection, but their release. What are your thoughts on this one, Jared? Well, anybody who has not read the interview that Lady Cactor did with William as part of the LACMA uh, website, it is phenomenal. And it gives you some real insight into William's approach. And I think that it's, I have a, a, a deeper found respect. And I'm not going to ask him this on the spaces today, but he talks about how he won't, like buy a pre-made color until he can create it out of like RGB. And I just think that there's, cause he wants to feel like this connection to the, to the final color. And I just think that that's something so like viscerally brilliant about it. And like, he, he really, I think peels back the layers of like some of his rationale and exposes it for this project. So I'm more bullish on it. Having seen, having read that article. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, some of the things that we talk about in Collector's Corner Premium, for anyone listening, sorry, I had to throw it out there. But this, there's kind of a museum uh, meta going on right now, right? With themes and variations being museum quality because of Vera Molnar and uh, also uh, Winds of Yawanawa being similar to Rafiq Anadol's exhibit in museums. So in the MoMA, I should say. So I don't know. I, I think that there could be something about this. I could be wrong. I could be seeing patterns where there aren't any, but, um, it, you know, and a lot of people really love the style and it's very obviously 
or it, it looks impressive to the the naked eye, in my opinion. Uh, I think a lot of people feel that way, even if you don't necessarily love the aesthetics. That the fact that something that looks like a painting is being made with code just seems not possible. Like I I don't know. It just seems like a random pattern, effectively, or not random, but you know what I'm saying. He also mentions how like uh, you know he's inspired by the Lacma piece uh, that is his inspiration, and the fact that like the aerial view of flying over planning out and. And like once you see that, that it is truly a combination of the two, and it was just it was cool to see that inspiration and start to extrapolate your own story as you look at the artwork. It's really really nice. Yeah, yep, a hundred percent. Let's go on to the second one. This is really cool. It's called Hash Marks by Deaf Beef. It's coming out with Bright Moments in Patagonia. It's I I don't think it's actually part of their uh their Argentina city it's a separate collection so 100 pieces 50 uh that are going to be put up on a rising auction and that auction happens on september 18th to the 20th so i guess it's going to be a few days there you'll have time to bid 30 of them an additional 30 go to the golden token argentina holders then 10 to deaf beef holders and 10 to the artists who are part of the Argentina event down there. So that's the total of hundred. And these are genius. So first of all, there's a physical piece and a digital counterpart, but there is a chip in the physical piece that makes the physical, the, the true NFT. And if you have the physical, you can essentially claim the digital piece. And every year the digital piece fades. I actually got to go to uh, deaf beef's Twitter here because he was explaining it, it there. Um, but every year you have to reattest the physical or uh, if you don't reattest, all right, here we go down here. After a period of 10 years of refreshing once a year, uh, the route is finally reached and the digital token becomes immortal. But in those first 10 years, you have to periodically refresh the hashes of the engraved secret key or the SVG image fails. So really cool stuff. It sounds like it's going to be a really great experience if you go to the website and read about it. We'll link to the show notes. Uh, and in typical DFB fashion, it, it sounds brilliant. Uh, the, the actual event is November 6th to the 8th. What do you think about this one, Jared? You go it, down to a just, Tierra del Fuego for this? You know, if I get a, a pass, I'm seriously considering it. Uh, you know, I talked to Seth about it, but DFB is just taking things to a whole nother level. I mean, the you know, this is what Snow talks about, the integration of physical and digital. 90CC, you know, the, the physical and the digital. Like, the, these are... You know, you're starting to see a trend and with just uh, incredible. I love that the, the time release, uh, the 10 year to set the roots concept of this. I mean, it really requires people to, to have that connection to the art and be actively engaged with it. So overall, man, super bullish Deaf Beef. I, I can't speak enough about his art. And this is just so, so innovative, so creative and so, so uh, inclusive into the art. It's just, it's mind blowing. Uh, to process it all, I, I love it. It is. He he really puts a lot of thought into it, and and he's physically, you know, he's making these physicals, so he does like metallurgy. It's just really cool, right? He's talented in, in so many different ways. So, congrats to Death Beef. This will be a fun one to watch. I'll be curious to see what uh, what prices these end up going for. I I think I'm probably priced out. Is is a is the conclusion that I have reached here. Um. All right. Finally, some uh, artists to highlight. Jared, do you uh, 
Well, I actually teed this one up, but I thought Jared could talk about Derek. Uh, and yeah. Because completely coincidentally, Jared had just purchased something from Derek, but I had some great interactions with him before and love him as an artist. So uh, go ahead, Jared. I wanted to to tee that up at least. Yeah. So full disclosure, I, I did just buy a one-of-one. Um, there's a really cool story behind it. I, I, I've been doing this secretly in the past. I, I was a little bit vulnerable with, with the, you know, the Twitterverse and, and exposed, and then it got highlighted and nft stats daily countdown but you know I'm, I'm creating a one-of-one collection or just a collection in general for my wife she doesn't know about it and she doesn't listen to the podcast so we're, we're good to go but you know I, I really i take a lyric from a song that's meaningful to us and, and give it to artists and they create pieces uh you know full full purview to do whatever they want and i've been talking to derek about this we, we met at nft nyc this year just a really exceptional human being um very thoughtful about collectors his art and you know uh, very active he, he's i think a, a great human being a great story it's not necessarily my story to tell but overall i just wanted to highlight it because you're starting to see what i feel are very and the reason why i decided to commission something is a lot of elite collectors trying to you know collect his artwork and you know they're still for one of one i'm not going to give away his price points but you know you can see what i paid for it on super rare you know, relative to some other three-year pieces, there's a really good entry point here. Uh, if you have the, the money, it is a steep price. But you know, we we talk about supporting great artists, and to me, this is about putting your money where your mouth is. And I, I can't speak enough volume about uh, you know exceptional people, people who could have the potential to transform the space for the positive. And to me, Derek's one of those people. So a little bit of a rant, but absolute and. You know, again, full disclosure, I, I do own multiple pieces, but at the end of the day, I think that, uh, you know, exceptional art with exceptional people, they excel on a long enough time. Absolutely. And Derek is his own distinct style too, which is really cool. And I don't, I don't, I'm sure you know this, but when I was DMing with Jared, uh, excuse me, I'm sure you know this, Jared, when I was DMing with Derek a few months ago, he was i saw his art i was intrigued I asked him you know what kind of art do you have and what would you call this and it's the cinematography and he says each one of these pieces is a haiku my guess is that this is the haiku i'm not fully up on my syllables for a haiku but uh just really really cool stuff to see the the thought that goes into them it's a it's a vi visual my interpretation haiku. is is the you know the the haiku only has three lines and they're supposed to be you know correlated but impactful and build off of each other and, and have a story in those three lines and most of his work has three different uh, you know motion pieces that are, are built upon each other at different phases so you know yes. that, that that's my interpretation of that haiku is just in a visual sense and then exactly uh, the complementary nature of it but yeah yeah it's a cool fact and, and once you see it you're like oh damn that's cool you know he, he lives in japan haikus are you know japanese in nature so like it's just his, his thoughtfulness uh, is just it runs so deep it's cool absolutely absolutely finally the artist that i wanted to highlight was tyler boswell i'm a big fan of tyler boswell's work actually the first print i got was of one of my septembers so full disclosure i'm a holder of september which is shown here in the background uh, but tyler has a lot of work actually a lot of it is fantastic and uh, he also is, uh, you know, just hasn't hit the Ethereum scene yet. So I'm excited to see what happens when, uh, if and when he does. I hope he does. Uh, but really great art, really great style, and has a variety of styles. So um, really, 
recommend folks check them out. That's it for our show today. Thank you again for tuning in. Please give us a follow. Please give us a like. And uh, yeah, we, we are, well, a one, I guess, quick announcement is we're, we're not going to be, uh, we'll have an episode next week, but the week after that will be in Marfa. So we won't have an episode that week, uh, but looking yeah. to do something for folks listening who want to come and meet up. So we'll announce that next week as well. And and I would like to say uh, the eight and a half art passes are still available. If you have any interest, please feel free to reach out to me. And then I also wanted to say, not that he's going to hear it, but it's my uh, little dude's first day of preschool. So for all of you fathers and, and little who have little ones out there going to school, happy uh, back to school. And congrats to my little dude who's starting to have an adventure of his own. Uh, that's awesome. I didn't, I didn't even know that. I hope he has a good day. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll hear more about that next time. Uh, cool. Well, thanks again. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Take care. Thank you for tuning into Collector's Corner. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you like this episode and want to help us out, please subscribe and leave us a review on your podcasting platform of choice like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and follow us on YouTube. Please also follow us on Twitter for announcements as we expand to other social and content platforms. Our Twitter handle is at collectors underscore XYZ. We'd also love to hear any feedback you have. So please comment or reach out. We're always striving to be more useful and get better so we can help you in your collecting journey. The Collector's Corner team and their guests are not registered investment advisors. All views expressed on this podcast are personal opinions and are not specific inducements to make particular investments or investment strategies and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. The show is solely for informational and entertainment purposes only. Before making any financial decisions, please consult a professional.